out. It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. Welcome to a very special semi-final edition of They Came to Play. What a weekend it was. Let's get stuck into it. She is over the moon. She just skipped into our Zoom call today. Tess Armstrong, hello. Hi, guys. It's just been so nice to feel, you know, all the neutrals just really barracking for Richmond and I feel that love <laughs> from everyone. Hey, Tess, welcome to the party. Oh, my God. Uh, I've had this for years as a Hawthorne fan. I just uh, don't think we've won enough grand finals yet to be hated. I'm just putting it out there. But anyway, lovely to be here. Yes. And Danny McGinley, hello. Hello. Yeah, Tess, um, it's nothing to do with grand finals because Collingwood are well hated by us neutrals and they, they've lost more grand finals than anyone else. That's true. That's true. Anyway, we'll get to why, you know, everybody hates my team when it's on. Oh, I'll just, I, we could just get, do it very quickly right now. Um, yeah. It's because uh, Richmond fans and Hawthorne fans are generally oh. the worst sort of humans on the planet. Oh, my God. Danny, you're outnumbered, but your chutzpah you're in, like, a, abusing your two co-hosts yeah. is amazing. <laughs> it's apparently. I love you guys. Apparently we're arrogant, you oh. know. Like, for example, when I say things like, you know, oh, my poor three-year-old son hasn't seen a premiership yet. Apparently that is taken as arrogance. <laughs> right. And my unborn child hasn't either. Is that also arrogant? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that definitely that is arrogance as well. <laughs> uh, look, people hate success. You've won two premierships in recent years mm. and mm. Uh, I guess quite rightly people think that's enough and it, it should be shared around. Uh, I would 1,000% agree with them if I didn't barrack for my team. Yeah. I would say one stat that um, Daniel Cherney shared on the weekend that just like boggled my mind because obviously te- teams that haven't won a premiership yet like St Kilda and Melbourne won't understand this when they've been losers for so long. However, when you win one, you never really rem- think that you're good even when you clearly are good, right? And so I understand that's how I come across. But the four consecutive, so now it's four consecutive prelims we've been in um, since 2017, which is like completely wild and I never would have expected it. And that is really North Melbourne, 1994 to 2000, Brisbane, 2001 to 2004, Geelong, 2007 to 2011, Collingwood, 2009, 2012, Hawthorne, 2011, 2015, and Richmond now. And I'm like, oh, my God. Are we good? <laughs> I think we're good. I think after winning two flags in three years, you can lay claim to being good. I'm like, I'm shook. Anyway, and so now the sky's the limit, guys. I think we could win the premiership. <laughs> Although, Will, I mean, people talk about the this season having asterisks next to it because of what coronavirus has presented and the fact that everyone's had to move to the Gold Coast or wherever else. But what I would say mm. is that um, there should be an asterisk on this year uh, because of just Tom Lynch, because of his appalling behaviour, Tess Armstrong. Are what you- a horrible human being. 
remember when we sent him to the Hague? They didn't do anything to sort him out. Like he went all the way to Europe and they had a, a trial and it didn't work out clearly. And I might say that despite being a big keen fan on non-prison-like uh, deterrence, I feel like <laughs> fines are not really working in this scenario. But he feel, to me, it does make me laugh because I don't actually, of course, know Tom Lynch, but I, like everyone else, seems to think be under the impression that he's a super nice person because he looks like a grudel. And so he looks like an innocent kind of bystander but who keeps making decisions that, an innocent bystander would not make, and yet I still don't think of him as the villain. And um, I do think on the weekend, like, he did that thing again where he didn't do enough. Like, I never thought he was going to be suspended, but I did think, oh, we should stop doing that. And so that's how you're left as a fan. Like, I wish you'd stop doing that so that people would stop talking about it because it's annoying um, rather than anything else. Is there, remember if there used to be a rule where if you got three fines, you would be automatically suspended for a game. I don't think that I don't think that exists anymore. Yeah, I don't think it does either because I reckon it would be due for a game if that was still a rule. <laughs> it's just like mandatory sentencing. I've never yeah, heard of this. No, it was a few it years was. ago. There was a rule that if you got fined three times with the third one, it would be an automatic one-game suspension. They were trying to pull in recidivists like Tom, yeah. but. Um, yeah. Now they're pro recidivists. <laughs> oh, they're right. And I am you. too. Yeah, that's right. When they play for Richmond, apparently I am too. But anyway, it was quite complicated. It took the um, for me complicated, oh, complicated, delightful. complicated. Can you did you hear that, Limo? Did you see the him kneeing a bloke who couldn't fight back was complicated. I couldn't fight back. Grab it, it up. Danny. Are you saying that a guy laying face down on the ground? Uh, with his back obviously to you, is mm-hmm. are you saying that that's a defenceless human being? <laughs> I would, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I think that that is, I believe, hang on, I think the medical term is uh, cowardice kickus. And, wow. <laughs> and he gets fined 750 bucks. Hey, Tess, I'd put it to you, Kate Sherlaw from the mm-hmm. AFLW, mm-hmm. St Kilda side. Uh, you know, she got fined the same amount for an incident much me- less premeditated on a wage about 2% that of Tom's. That is exactly my gripe with the fine, right? I think that some things yeah. you need to just be fined so that you pull people into line. But when young men are getting paid like a bazillion dollars, right, a bazillion dollars, and literally the only thing the club cares about and your coach cares about is you winning that game and you getting into the grand final and you winning the grand final, you'll probably do a lot of things that maybe are questionable because your only worth is that you win that game. So if you then get fined like a, a percentage that is actually extravagant of your pay then maybe actually as a human you would be like oh I'm gonna have to I'm gonna not be able to feed my beautiful dog I might actually have to pull myself into line whereas he gets paid so much money and gets paid exactly the same amount as Kate Shurlaw who does not get paid that much money to play football so that to me is a big issue um but I also don't really love, like I wasn't happy that Ben Long got rubbed out either. I don't really like when players get rubbed out for finals. I think it's a real bummer. Um, I think the fact that Barry Hall was allowed to play when he literally punched someone, King hit someone on the ground, set a standard in finals that is a very complicated like thing every year where you, you know they don't want to rub people out for finals. But did they rub Ben Long out because he was less famous and not rub our players out because they were more famous? 
or what I know his incident was different but I just find it a bit complicated I don't know how to feel about it but I don't really wish anyone gets suspended during finals unless they do something that is so egregious that it would actually be a crime in an actual court than maybe but <laughs> so, so yeah. Tess what you're saying next week Limo so is it, yeah. it's Port v Richmond on Friday night uh unless unless Trent Conchin comes out with a sawn off shotgun and blows off uh you know Charlie Dixon's pinky toe uh mm. pretty much it's it's like purge night just the it's, yeah. everything is it's no holds barred. Go go nuts. I'll say it. I trust Tom Rockcliffe and Sam Palpepper to come at us with a sawn-off shotgun before we come at them with one. So I think that it's going to be a bit more even-handed next week. So is it true, Tess, that to really help the Richmond players get into the spirit of the game, Damien Hardwick has asked that the game be played inside an octagon-shaped uh, ground <laughs> to simulate UFC? Yes, that's the only possible way to get them to get it out of their systems. I wish they'd fight each other during the week rather than fighting other players so that we can just get, I can stop hearing about it. Every single group text I was in, like literally everyone, 15 group texts, all texts, oh, Lynch, oh, Lynch, oh, God, Cochin. I go, I know, I know, I know about it. I'm watching it. I have to deal with this until we get the email tomorrow to say they've only been fined. Anyway, annoying. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I mean, Richmond went into that game as flag favourites, but, gee, they really firmed, didn't they, Danny? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they, they just came out of uh, just fa- – what, what's even higher than favourites? Just, just bests? I well, mean, ben, my daughter's ben, been watching a lot of Charlie and Lola recently, so Richmond are their favourites and bests. And bests. I think, I think dead set certainties. Yeah. That's about as far as we can go. Um, I will ask one plea before we talk about the actual game because I'm happy to go through from start to finish all the highlights if you're happy to. But please judge us. I love, you know, people say Richmond are the baddies, which we probably are. It's fine, whatever. I've cried a lot at the football to get to be the baddies. Like I cried for like many years in a row to get to be the baddies. So I'm just going to lap it up and I don't really care. I'm going to paraphrase Chris Scott. I don't know how to say, but I don't care that you don't like my team. But then Uh, further to that, please judge us on the two people who were interviewed on the ground after the game, Shane Edwards and Basha Hawley, two of the best people in football and two of the best players in our team. Judge us for them, not for Tom. No, no. If you can't handle Richmond at their worst, you don't deserve them at their best. So you can't choose those two players to fix the cheating and underhanded uh, characteristics of Tom J. Lynch and Nick Floston, who was also a dog act. Leave Nick Floston out of this. He's done nothing. Nick Floston, Nick Floston, fresh aired it, knew he fresh aired it, and then then claimed that it was touch when all all and sundry could see. I believe I'm going to call I'm going to blind Freddy at yeah, famous yeah. pundit and third yeah. umpire could see that that was a goal to the Saints. I'm just having a look at how many goals they lost by because it was six actually. So it wasn't one goal, was it? Didn't really change the outcome, did it? So if they wanted to kick more goals, they could have just kicked more goals. It was a really important stage of the match. Did you just say, Tess, did you just say if they'd wanted to kick more goals, they should have just kicked more goals? So so you're saying St Kilda just were happy with the score again. Yeah, you know what? Near enough's good enough. And they thought, yeah. you know what we're really comfortable with? Kicking 13 behinds. And so we're going to do that again. It was so annoying um, that they did yeah. that. Anywho, anyway. St Kilda mistakenly thought, 
They mistakenly thought the game was going to be decided by scoring shots. Uh, they only lost on scoring shots by one. It was 19 to 20. So. Really? So that Nick Foston incident really did have an, have an impact. Um, my favourite bit of the whole night really was watching the um, ice the dare iced coffee in Brett Ratton's box because we had a two-litre bottle of dare iced coffee sitting there for a half and he never drank it and then it mysteriously disappeared. And I was like, that is, I've, I haven't had an iced coffee since high school, but I can't tell you how much I felt like one for two days. So that advertising worked. It was unbelievable. I'd love to see uh, next time, well, next weekend, so who have we got? I'd love to see Ken Hinckley come in because <laughs> it's going to be played in Adelaide. With one of those caps on, with a farmers' union iced coffee, <laughs> and two straws running down to his Yum! Aren't Port? Hang on, aren't Port sponsored by Oak, which is a oh, are they? Uh, or is it St Kilda? Is, one of them sponsored by Oak. We're not on ABC anymore, so we can just. I'll just say this: uh, they are all inferior flavored milks to Victoria's own Big M. So, oh yeah, I'm going to take issue with that. Your farmers' union iced coffee is head and shoulders. Above the competition. Big M chocolate is the best. Farmers Ice Farmers Ice Union is the best. Actually, I'll 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 go one further. Farmers Union iced coffee strong, which you can only get in Adelaide, is actually the superior. They're a strong one. one. Yeah. Oh, I want Great. that. <laughs> Yum. So good. Um, anyway, but how good was Shay Bolton? How good were his two goals in a row? He's a you friend. You know what? That's when because you know sometimes your spidey senses just tell you mm-hmm. this team's on tonight. This is their night. And when Shy Bolton kicked that first goal, that's when I went, nah. It was so so good. And I knew too. And it was completely like he just, because the week before, of course, nothing was quite going right. And Shay was in a whole heap of incidents. I remember he kicked that almost amazing goal that then was a no go because it hit the, um, hit the post. But, once he started to kick freaky things and they were actually coming off, I was like, oh, no, yeah. you're good. And Shane Edwards, just everything he touches is awesome. I'm I feel sorry. like I, I, I wish there was a stat for freakish things happening early in a, in a final and then that team going on to win the game. Because, <laughs> you know, you just get a sense that it's your night when things – like when Hawthorne played Richmond in a prelim a couple of years ago – Mm. And Dusty just kicked that goal on the boundary line 40 metres out. Yes. In the first quarter. And uh, Sean Burgoyne and I think Jack Gunston missed 10 shots from uh, set shots from 10 metres out directly in front. Yes, and I, I remember that. Three shots at goal and just went, well, Richmond are going to win tonight. It was very weird on the weekend, I must say. Like, Dusty is a great player. <laughs> I, I know that's, that's big a call. big call. Big call. That's my big call. Dusty's a good player. But one of the things that was annoying was that in Whoa. the third quarter, yeah, I know, look out. In the third quarter, Bruce was like, oh, he's Whoa. having a night out. And I was like, he's not really having a night out. Like he was having a pretty average night. Like for Dusty, you know, yeah. when he's yeah. amazing, amazing. But like he wasn't amazing, amazing. And like our best, I just thought, well, he's not having He's not having like the Brownlow night, the, think you guys, the night you think, oh, this guy's got it done. But I think there's just some like, go-tos that people say, oh, Richmond's winning, so Dusty must be having an amazing night. I'm like, well, and he, was, he wasn't our best, but I don't think that Richmond people think he had the best night ever. So I didn't think he had the best night ever. Well, let's have, let's have a look at his numbers. Uh, <laughs> What's the Dusty average night? <laughs> okay. I mean, he's at 25. Yeah, only 41 touches. Rubbish. <laughs> yeah, 25 touches and kick the goal. I mean, it's a very good game, but it's still Dusty's played a lot of better games than that. Yeah, I'm like, mm, anyway. 
it was just a bit odd. But good, yeah. like St Kilda, I was very sad for them. Um, Josh Battle played on like a broken foot for most of the game, which I thought was just unbelievable. And team member was injured as well, and they all still played their guts out. They just like imagine in your first year under Brett Ratton, you've clearly got the you've won the coach grand final, you've got the best coach mm. like mm. in the league, and then you in your first year with all with pretty much the same team as last year, bar two, you know, or three, two and a half good good ins, that you have. Imagine how exciting it is to go to next year and then hopefully your fans get to watch you at home and actually go along. Like it will just be an awesome year for the Saints next year. Yeah, that's uh, – um, That's. I was going to say that's patronising and then I stopped. <laughs> and I went, yeah, that probably is. It probably is. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, <laughs> now, I know we smashed you by heat, <laughs> but you guys are good. And you've – and you've always got dare iced coffee, so that's yeah. exciting. Eight tests without notice. Was Marlon Pickett injured in the second half? No. Why? Because he didn't have a single possession in the second well, half. Well, no. He did a lot of stuff in the first half and then he kind of like shuffled off. But the stuff he does is um, not necessarily like he put on a lot of pressure. I mean, there was that like hanger that he took out Rowan Marshall um, with that bump and that kind of stopped it a goal, but that's not necessarily a possession. So he was still doing stuff and he was still active, um, but he's not a high possession player anyway. So I think. Was Jack Revolt injured? I didn't remember him doing much. <laughs> Similarly, non-possession, but had a lot of influence. <laughs> <laughs> he had. Well, it, what is annoying, Danny, is that Jack Revolt and Marlon Pickett can have stinkers and Richmond still win by that much. Oh, yeah. That's what's annoying. Yeah, Trent Cotton. Didn't have a massive night possession-wise. No. But I did feel like he had an influence on the game, whereas I don't think Jack Rewalt and Marlon Pickett really had an influence on the game. I mean, it was – one thing I'll say is that, like, when Tom Lynch plays, I mean, you just notice how the whole game – a whole game is structured around him, really. And the early goals, if you look back at almost all our wins this year, the very first kick is really from Dusty to Tom Lynch. Tom Lynch marks it on the yeah. ball and then he kicks the first couple of goals. Have to do Coward punches a bloke. It's just the routine. <laughs> he doesn't have to do yeah. much. But yeah, and I, I agree, Tess. The thing I've really noticed when he plays, the <laughs> number of cheap shots goes through the roof. And, <laughs> and what's the stats on cheap shots? Uh, well, Lima, got, what's the CS? Yeah, I, I can give you the super coach points. Uh, <laughs> Tom Lynch is dominating. For a knee to the back of the head, that's 20 super coach points. So wow. He did very Make well. Him captain. Two goals, five. Oh, no. Um, no. Anyway. Did you guys hear um, one of our listeners, uh, uh, Rowan, who's a St Kilda fan, did hear some very good commentary uh, early on uh, by Bruce. Did you guys hear it when he said this? Oh. He wanted to go bang to Nick Coffee, but he looked and had to put the skid marks on. Yeah, I, you know what? I did hear that as it happened live. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bruce, I, now, I don't know if Bruce has special cameras that go inside the players' jocks to see if they do have <laughs> or not. Well, it just showed how intimidating Richmond were. I mean, they, 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 he, he shat himself already. Did all the money that could have gone to the ARC to tell whether or not that Nick Floston goal was a goal go to Bruce's special X-ray, X-ray Nickers cam? Yeah. Bruce has got, I mean, it's the first time a player's jocks have been called knickers, but thank you to this. Uh, yeah, Bruce has some special skid mark superpower at the moment. Yeah, he's able to identify. Oh, wow. So, um, uh, yeah, don't don't try and 
take on Bruce. If you've got skid marks in your pants, he'll be right on you. <laughs> so that's uh, you're right, though, Danny. That's how intimidating Richmond were. Oh, yeah. Kill the players running around with skid marks. <laughs> uh, in there, Jocks, but good on you, Richmond. Well done. You're through to another prelim. Everyone's thrilled. And should we just, well, while we're on it, let's let's have a look at that prelim. Yeah, now. look. Oh. Yeah. Let's get straight into it. Uh, Adelaide Oval against Port uh, on Friday night. Now, Port gave you guys a little touch-up, didn't they, earlier in yeah, the year? They did. So they really, really did. They, they played so well when we played there last year, but it actually was an amazing game. Like I remember everyone was saying it was the game of the season so far, blah, blah, blah. There was, so it was round 11. So of the players that played on the weekend and the week before, the players who didn't, who weren't there, uh, were Trent Cotchen, Shane Edwards, Toby Nankervis, Basha Hawley, Dion Prestia, Jack Graham, and David Asprey. So that's a fairly substantial part of our team. Didn't play when we lost to them in round 11. Um, it's, I wonder, so the one big thing that day was essentially that Noah Bolter was on Charlie Dixon and really got touched up. But maybe playing against Charlie Dixon once has actually teaches you how Charlie Dixon plays. So who knows? But you would think, going in that Port with their week off, surely they should be able to do it. At home, big Charlie Dixon's yeah, up and out. Sure. I mean, if, if anyone says, can you give us a snapshot of Tess Armstrong's football personality? <laughs> I think we, would, we would just play them back grab just there. Looking <laughs> against her own team who she couldn't love any more. They are the love of her life. They don't like, I guess, with her partner as well. Uh, they are the love of her life. And you've just gone and said, I oh, surely caught a win. I mean, I'm going to tip Richmond, but I don't, I'm not confident about it. I mean, who would be confident about it? Port is so good. They've been the best all year. I don't know. You go. You've done quite well. You've won out of the last, you've won more of the last, the previous uh, um, engage, like something like three out of the last five have gone to, no, four out of the last five have gone to Richmond. Uh, and the, the betting odds, you are dead even as we record this. Oh. Uh, so yeah, it's people, I mean, you know, the, Richmond, the, 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 the bookmakers are idiots. If the odds are even, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Because this is, and very similar to what you were talking about, about Richmond and Hawthorne being hated teams. The other, you both have really irritating habits of, of winning. And it's it's really annoying. Just when we yeah. think you're going to finally lose in the finals, and and we can you know just hear the end of it and move on, and someone else gets a go. You just you're like Dracula at the end of the film. You just keep coming back to life, and oh, piss off, will you? Mm. It's great. I mean, I yes, I do feel ang- anxiety about it, but I think that's uh, triggered, as I was saying before, our, our views of trauma because if you go back to 2014 when we were hardly meant to make the finals and then we came home really strong, then we went to Port Adelaide and everyone was on the on the plane over there singing Tigerland and then Trent Cotchin tipped to play, you know, to play against the wind and then um, we got absolutely flogged playing at in Adelaide. But it wasn't Adelaide Oval. I think wasn't that at Football Park? Was that before Adelaide Oval? I don't know. I'm trying to remember whether it was Adelaide Oval or not. Oh, which one was that? Neither do uh, I, but 2014, a lot of pressure. The year oh, we got flogged. In the final? Yes. That was at Adelaide Oval. Oh, okay, great. Um, so that's so a lot of pressure on the coin toss. Which yeah. way? If Trent yeah. wins, like he might be, he might not want to win just because of all the pressure. They might yeah, flip yeah. the coin up in the air, and, and he and you know Trent, it's your call. And he goes the side. 
<laughs> he's going to throw the coin toss so that he doesn't have to choose. But yeah. I just feel like people are still a bit traumatised by that situation and we haven't notoriously played that well at Adelaide Oval except for this year against Port. So I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? And last year and the, the time before that, you've actually won a fair I few. Think, I mean, it was, a, it was a flogging earlier in the year. It was 28 scoring shots to 17. But you had, you know, your team was diminished. You were just sort of getting it together at the time at round 11. I think this week you will report, uh, sorry, Richmond will win this by 10 to 12 goals. That's my, that's my view. Uh, and I think, I'm thinking you'll actually be about 14 goals up at three-quarter time and Dinger is just going to rest Shane Edwards, Dusty Martin, uh, Tom Lynch and... Uh, Nick Vloston for the last quarter. Oh, Tom Lynch will come on in the last few minutes uh, just to probably, uh, you know, he's got to punch someone in the back of the head, probably has to set fire to an amputee orphan, yeah. uh, has to donate his salary to the Trump campaign, <laughs> just, to, just to be on brand. And the AFL will uh, probably give him a pay rise. <laughs> yeah, busy, That's right. A busy last quarter for him. So, Danny, how much will Richmond win it by? Uh, it's 20 goals, I would say. Yeah. And, it's, and, you know, I think Porter are a great side. So maybe maybe actually just 19. It's just so certain that Richmond have this in the bag. Yeah, yeah. It's outrageous. This is outrageous. Part of me is surprised they're even playing the game, but I guess they have to. Yeah. Uh, to keep the broadcaster happy. Uh, so anyway. Uh, oh, God. All the best. God. Thanks, guys. Uh, Looking forward to it. You've really got your work cut out there. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about the other game from the weekend. Gee whiz! Uh, what a, I, you know what? I didn't even watch the second half. I got half time and I posted on. I said on Twitter, "Can anyone recommend a good TV show?" Which, by the way, <laughs> I found. What uh, did you find? A Ted Lasso. It's oh. on. Oh yeah, I hear that's good. It's so great. It's just, it looks bad in the ad. It looks it's like terrible, but it's just yeah. so heartwarming and beautiful and funny. And Jason Sudeikis is amazing. Mm, okay, I couldn't recommend it more highly. It's the guy who made Scrubs, so yeah, there would be a lot of heart. Is in that there. right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Bill, whatever his name is, Bill Lawrence. Bill Lawrence. But it's very funny. Very funny. Oh. Do you know what? It's. it's uh, I'm sure it is funny, uh, Limo. But is it funnier than? Collingwood losing by ten goals in a well, final. I was barracking for Geelong, so you were back. Sorry, sorry, what was that I was, was barracking for that. Oh my god! Ah. Yeah, yeah, no, god, ah. barracking for Geelong. Oh, Tess, me? let's use ah. that out of context as much as possible. Stop, Stop the tape, Lima. Uh, yeah. no, I said, no, trust me, I was barracking hard for Collingwood. Geelong, which is part of the reason I turned over. Mind you, I decided to turn over at half time. And as I was watching Ted Lasso, part of me thought, oh, I wonder what I'm missing. So I checked the score at three-quarter time. Three behinds were scored in yeah. the third quarter. Are yeah. you freaking joking me? That yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. But do you know something that we should all sort of acknowledge? Um, I just feel like uh, I got really heartwarmed when they cut to Eddie Maguire and, and he, what, his son was next to him. And it just occurred to me, 
we've watched those kids grow up losing grand finals. They're like Kate Kate Ritchie in Home and Away. You just watched her grow up in front of our eyes. I remember when they were little devastated Collingwood children and now they're big grown-up devastated Collingwood children. It's beautiful. It would not have mattered whether or not what was on the tally last night, even if Richmond were playing on the other channel. Seeing a sad Eddie Maguire is my favourite thing in the whole world. Oh, I can't describe oh, to you. And then even seeing oh, sad Eddie children, I'm like, this is also funny. I don't know. They've got the, like, this is great. And so there's nothing that could have made that night better. I mean, I do live in a Geelong supporting household, so that also um, was complicated. But I would have thought that he was enjoying it. He was, like, shell-shocked. Geelong <laughs> people did not see well, that coming well, either. I mean, after that, I mean, they, that win against West Coast was Oh. One of the greats. That was an amazing, amazing great win. Incredible. And then to come around this week and kick one goal in three quarters. Oh my God. In fact, one goal, one to have two scoring shots yep. to three quarter time. I mean, I and don't forget their goal was for a dodgy from a dodgy fifty meter penalty. Yes. What was the fi- just remind me? What was the fifty? I just remember it being dodgy. I'm not sure. I'd... <laughs> I remember too. It was such a blur of goals um, that I can't really remember. And also yeah. Collingwood had it so much. But at the end it was still, you know, and it's annoying when you want teams to commit to completely destroying the soul of another club, whereas like yes. when Geelong in the, first, in the fourth quarter, when they came back on the field, they just kind of were like cruising along and then Brody Majek, as he always does, like the second Geelong took the foot off, Collingwood were able to score straight away. So then it made me realise how much pressure they had been on the whole game up until that point. And then Geelong realised, oh, we can't let them, you know, so then they put a stop to it. But I was like, don't do not do this because that score, five goals, flatters them. <laughs> yeah. Flatters them. And it was just, it's- they were unbelievable. Cats looked so good. Cats are the weirdest team in the world. They're the weirdest team in the competition. They can look terrible, appalling one week and like uh, the best team you've ever seen the week after with Almost no changes. I don't understand. How good was Danger's goal oh, from man. the from the boundary? Just like it was a free kick. You might have turned off at this stage, Limo, but he had a just a set shot, and he, and he took one step, bananaed it straight through the center. And 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 he, you know, I love Paddy Dangerfield. He looked like he didn't care, yeah. like it was nothing. That's yeah, how yeah. that was such a baller move. And yeah. then. Got uh, pretty much a free kick in the exact same spot. And I reckon he was annoyed because, (laughs) and he did get that goal again. Mm. I think he did slot Mm. it, but it had to be reviewed because they thought it hit the post. But uh, it just wasn't as uh, special or as cool. No, it was so cool. And he took a pack mark, like with three people around him. Like he was truly on fire. And they did keep saying, like, he clearly wants a premiership, which I was like, yeah. And he really deserves one. He's really good at it. Of course he does. What's he played in five prelims, I think, but never a grand final? Probably. He's just, he was truly unbelievable. And, like, he seemed to be the centrepiece. But Mark Blitzars was amazing and Reese Stanley was amazing. Reese Stanley was doing, like, bumps. I was like, what is happening with this thing? Like, yeah. Honestly. And Tom um, Hawkins was back up and about. Like, they just looked so, so good. Um, it did look good. It was tedious. I just, all I have, there's a couple of Geelong players who I like, right? Go for it. I like Cam, I like Cam Guthrie. Who are they, Lames? Oh, he's great. I yep. really like nice. him. Uh, I kind of, I kind of do like Paddy Dangerfield. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's just such a star. Uh, I'm just running, going through the team sheet now. There's uh, there are others who I like. Oh, Zach Tui, I love. Oh, he's great. Yeah, uh, so, Lemo. Actually, Lemo, I was I was thinking about something we've talked about during the year about Zach Tui, and I've actually I used to agree with you, but now I don't. 
Yeah. Uh, you you always said that Zach. It's good that Zach Tui wears number two, but I I actually think that he should wear number one or three because he's two e. Two e. Yeah, he's two e. He's not two. He's two e. You know, so he should be <laughs> one or number three. Like two-ish, you're saying like two-ish, he's two-ish. Yeah, like two-ish. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so two-ish, change your yeah. number. Yeah. Uh, two and a quarter. Yeah, great. Perfect. Two and three quarters. Oh, guys, I have some actually breaking news just that will only interest this podcast. Um, I am devastated to tell you that St Kilda have delisted two of their jacks. Two of <gasps> seven jacks. I thought they weren't allowed. Oh, no. I thought there was a rule in the AFL handbook. That St Kilda weren't allowed to delist any jacks. They had to keep them. They've delisted in Jack fact, Mayo and Jack Bell. Who, I've never heard of those two jacks before. <laughs> that, that's not. That just seems completely unfair. Um, well, maybe the AFL encouraged the delisting because next year they'll be playing for the Southern Jack Jumpers uh, down in Tasmania. By the way, Lima, that's a callback to our Patreon-only episode. So. Oh, right. uh, we Most people won't understand it. We had suggested that Essendon merge with North Melbourne and go down to Tasmania and be called the Southern Jack Numbers. Yep. Keep up, people. Keep up. Um, well, just give us cash and you'll get these jokes. You'll, you'll, yeah, exactly. That's right. You can be in on them as well. We're holding them to ransom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get the funny content, but only if you pay for it. So, yeah. um, <laughs> carry hey, on. What do you think about that? Um, Tess, just being and Limo being delisted uh, on Mad Monday. I, I, I think most clubs don't actually do Mad Monday on Mondays anymore. But would do you want to be de, do you want to be delisted before Mad Monday so you know it's your last time with these people, or do you want to just in uh, or do you want it, well, do you do you not want that bad news hanging over your head? No, I think you want it before Mad Monday. Then you can really cut loose. Yeah, good call. And have no fear of consequences. You can tell everyone uh, what you really think of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I remember someone saying once there was Mad Monday and then this terrible Tuesday where you have your exit interview. And I just, yeah, yeah you wouldn't want that in that order. First of all, you, imagine getting delisted when you're massively hungover. Oof. I mean, you're probably hungover before Mad Monday anyway. But, like, I actually think you'd rather find out after because the idea, Maybe some people in the team would already know you were going, but the idea, you'd feel weird. Like your social dynamic would be weird if you're the one that's like, hey, I'm not here anymore and you're all celebrating and talking about next year and what are we going to do and, you know, talking about the year and you're the one that's not going to be there. I just feel like your social dynamic would be really weird whereas if you, because everyone's in a party mood, like everyone would be having fun anyway and then if you find out on the Tuesday, no loss. Like I was just listening to um, a podcast called Sign- Significant Others and it's Hester Brown who's um, Ben Brown's wife and Marty Dangerfield who's Patrick Dangerfield's wife and um, they have a podcast and they were talking about the hub and Hester was saying how at North Melbourne a whole lot of those players that found out they were cut, they found out when they were still in the hub and they had to like come out of the room where they'd clearly been cut and like they were really upset and walk past everyone like in the hub and everyone was like, Ugh. Orcs. Uh, like, that's terrible. That's, yeah, that's very awkward. You'd think, is there a better way to do it? Probably not. I don't know. What's, yeah, what's a good way to get delisted? I've never heard of a good sacking. No, ever. it's true. We need to watch no. Up in the Air again and get George Clooney's tips. Um, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, hey, well, let's talk about the uh, the other prelim then on uh, Saturday at the Gabba. Mm. Is it 
is it going to be the gabatoir? Oh, I just just looking at those cats, they are on. You know, ga- um, gabatoir is a good thing, but for a second, my brain thought they were demolishing the gabber and rebuilding it, and you were saying that in a French way. <laughs> gabatoir. Yeah, the gabatoir. <laughs> um, well, they do have the French theme song. Theme song. Oh, yeah. yeah. As their yeah. theme song. So that probably works. Um, yeah, true. Gabatoir. True. Um, um, oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be. I mean, the two weekends so far, the first weekend of games was amazing. Mm-hmm. Last yes. weekend, shit house. Mm-hmm. I just hope we can return to amazing. They're going to be good finals. I don't, I don't reckon any any human can go into either of these finals sure that that which team is going to win. And I so think it's awesome. Except Richmond. Except Richmond. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Like all four of these teams could be playing in the finals and we have been betting, we have been begging the footy gods to give us Brisbane Port all year. And now I feel complicated about that, obviously. So I'm you know, <laughs> taking myself out of the equation. But the show, the team has been wanting that. But you couldn't pick Brisbane or Cats because you don't know what Cats are going to rock up. You don't. Yeah. Do you know how many of the last 10 meetings between Geelong and Brisbane, how many do you think Brisbane have won? Yeah, I reckon it's pretty low. I'm going to say two. Tess, you want to guess? Okay. I think Brisbane have won out of the last 10, did you say? Five? They've won one. Oh. And that was that one point miracle in uh, oh, last year. McCarthy. Lincoln yes. McCarthy's amazing. Mark. Oh, that yeah. was awesome though. So but that was awesome. And that will stick in their mind. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's it. That they'll be like, remember Lincoln McCarthy. And then all the Gabbard people will remember that because that was the loudest I'd heard them forever until, you know, the yeah. final. Um yeah. surely. They were so good last week. They were good against us. They've gotten rid of all the hoodoos. They're playing at home. Geelong are also unbeaten at the Gabba, so that's complicated. But they're playing at home with the home crowd. Geelong have had to play the extra week. I don't know. I just don't know. I'm going to uh, – look, I'm going to tip Brisbane, but it's purely out of love for Brisbane. Yeah, I'm tipping the Cats just from that stat that I just discovered, the one out of ten, I think. Mm. I'm tipping – yeah, yeah. I'm going to very quietly tip the Lions and just say – I'm going to <laughs> you know how the Moz gods don't listen? They're slightly yeah. deaf. So if you if you tip the team you want very quietly. No one. No one will know. And they'll never know. So that's what I'm going um, with. All right. Well, uh, fingers crossed we're back here next week with, uh, for the show's sake, a... <laughs> Brisbane Grand Final, but uh, Tess, you might want it to go another way. Find yourself uh, another co-host, so that's great. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll be back later in the week for our Patreon subscribers with another very special edition. Uh, have we got anything else here, team, before we uh, wrap it up? Uh, nothing that can't wait till off-season when we're going to be absolutely desperate for content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Okay, very good. Very good. Uh, all right, well, uh Tess Armstrong, I hope you have. I hope you enjoy preliminary final week. Thanks, guys. Go Tigers! All right. Uh, thank you, Danny McGinley. Thank you, Limo. Go Port Lions and Cats. Okay, go go the power and go the Lions. <sighs> <Okay>. <laughs> so funny.